for university, we can like go there, regurgitate all the, like absorb all the information through our eyes, regurgitate through our mouth and nothing ever lands. And I feel like no teaching you can ever have that is greater than the school of life and actually embodying the lessons that you had to learn. And then the people will be magnetized into your energy through that way. And it's just what modality of art do you want to use? Do you want to use your voice? Do you want to use a painting? Do you want to use an event? Do you want to use a podcast? Like there's so many different elements of art that we can create. And it's like, okay, I learned this lesson. How do I want to, or like gift of this life, how do I want to share it with people? Welcome to Openly Spoken, the podcast to help you show up, speak out, and be seen. I'm your host, Celia Antonio, women's empowerment mentor, mindfulness expert, and quantum self-love coach. Every week, you'll hear real and unfiltered stories from me and my guests covering topics around spirituality, self-expression, womanhood, healing, love, relationships, and more. My intention with this podcast is to help sensitive, spiritual, ambitious women fully step into their potential so that you can live a life you love with every cell and every fiber of your being. And I get that it's not easy to fit into a box. So I bring in a variety of topics to feed your multifaceted self. You can find me over on Instagram at selfexpressbabe and info on where to find my guests are always going to be in the show notes below. I am so grateful that you're here and I invite you to now set an intention, sit back, relax, and receive what is coming through to you on your headphones right now. Take what resonates, leave out what doesn't, and give yourself time to reflect. Thank you so much for being here. Now let's dive in. Hello, welcome or welcome back to Openly Spoken. I am your host, Celia. I'm so grateful that you're here and I'm so excited to share this conversation that I got to have this little flowy sister chat with Carly Jade. Carly is a tantric hypnotherapist and in this conversation we talked about life after healing, we talked about showing up in your life as an artist, we talked about recreating your reality, what your reality is, how you create your own reality, all these juicy things. And before we dive in, I'll tell you a little bit more about Carly, who was put here on this earth as a guide to heal women from their trauma and also show them how they can make art out of their pain. So Carly does tantric hypnotherapy. So she's blending the masculine practices of reprogramming the subconscious mind with the feminine ways of becoming embodied with greater purpose and guiding women back to their full unapologetic truth. (laughs) And Carly truly believes that each and every one of us came here to experience the fullness of life, to experience a life full of orgasmic bliss, to experience pleasure, to experience abundance, and honoring the path to the feminine will guide you there. So we talk a little bit about feminine energy as well. And there are also some links in the show notes below where you can find Carly, where you can find her podcast called Find Your Feminine, and where you can also download her future self-hypnosis. I'm so honored to share this with you. And let's dive right in. (laughs) 
Before we dive into today's episode, I am so excited about something that I want to invite you into. This is a space where you can expand your nervous system capacity, silence your inner mean girl, slay your shame, and get covered in this warm, fuzzy blanket of 11 days of sensual self-care. So if you are a woman who wants to deepen your relationship with your breasts, this is the offering for you. So what this is, it's a course called Heart Magic. We are actually kicking off on 11.11 with a live masterclass. And this is the space for you. This is the portal for you to deepen into self-love, to deepen your sensitivity, to release anything that you might be holding onto in your heart space, whether you're conscious of it or not. And this is going to be the space to give you more uh, magic and power when it comes to how you give. Because as women, our heart space, our breasts, this is the positive pull where we give outwards, where we give to others. And if our own cups aren't filled first, then that giving starts to become depleting. So this is a space for you to be able to create a ritual for yourself. So even though it is an 11 day journey, like this could be a lifetime journey that you go on that starts with this one invitation that I'm offering to you today. I could literally talk about this forever, but if you are desiring deep grounding into your body, if you're desiring a deeper connection with your body, if you're desiring some central self-care, if you're desiring balancing your masculine doing energy with your feminine presence of being energy, and if you want to also have like a spiritual awakening to what it means to be a woman, like that is like the most... Mm, that's like the juiciest part of like diving into this kind of work, especially if it's your first time. And with sensual self-care, I know it can be something that's like a little scary and doing it through breast massage is a very friendly way to ease yourself into work that can go so much more deeper than breast massage. So I invite you to join me in that. And for my podcast listeners, you can use the code OPENLY to get 20% off. If you're listening in the future, know that this code OPENLY is going to be valid until January 7th, 2023. So if you're listening in the future and it happens to be before January 7th, come in and join us, babe. I would love for you to join us. And there's a link below so you can find out all the details and you can always reach out to me on Instagram at selfexpressbabe to ask me any questions. All right, let's dive into today's episode. So I know that I'm going to have like a recorded intro. Mm-hmm of you and who you are but I also want to give you space now while we're officially recording to introduce yourself to anyone who's listening Mm. yeah so I'm Carly Jade I yeah as you can probably tell I'm Australian but I live in Canada for the time being I by trade I, I, I call myself a tantric hypnotherapist but that's a bit of a blend of all my modalities and loves and passions into one and how I help and heal uh, feminine beings in my work. So I guess I started off being a hypnotherapist and I love being a hypnotherapist. Mm. It is so profound in 
what the mind can actually achieve. And I think for so many years, we're always looking at like science and like this leads to this and so many different reasons as to why we have like PCOS or infertility and like looking at all these like masculine, like, oh, you don't have enough eggs or this is, this is why. Mm. Uh, But the brain really controls our whole entire body, not only just our body and our healing, but our sexuality and, and programs and manifestations and in our lives. And it's our brain that really creates is the artist in our lives. And uh, I really love to look at it as a tool and I got some really profound um, healing for myself from this modality and helping clients as well. So how that sort of progressed on was uh, I learned Tantra. I went to like a Tantric workshop as I when I was already a practitioner in hypnotherapy mm-hmm. and I'm like, wow, there's something more, there's something deeper and there's something underlying the, it's it's the mind, body and soul sort of like elements that I wanted to bring into the whole healing modality of the way I help people. Um, yeah, so fast forward, I learned, tantric, uh, I learned Tantra and again, you never really stop learning Tantra. <laughs> it's like this ever unfolding thing, uh, but it's all about showing your body that your body is the healer. And using that as like the mind and the body as like this beautiful union of like deep inner healing and and power and just uh, liberation almost, uh, that mm-hmm. modality sort of created what I do today. And it, I could be here for hours. It's, just, it's, so, it's so complex. <laughs> There's just so many elements to it and uh, so many different facets. And I am very multidimensional, but what I do really love is like having all these tools and being able to create like a program or a, a way of healing for a particular being because no one person is the same and we all have different traumas. We all have different upbringings. We all have different environments um, and different ways that we feel safer and how we interpret information. So it's sort of like I have all these tools to be able to morph and blend into how that person is going to get the best results essentially. So in a mm-hmm. nutshell, that's what I do. <laughs> so the hypnotherapy part is what kind of taught you and showed you that like the mind is creating everything and it's like mm-hmm. the artistry behind all these other layers of our life. And then it sounds like the Tantra piece showed you kind of that same thing, but like that the body is cre- what the body is creating as well, yeah, which the sure. mind is in the body. So <laughs> it's like kind of the same yeah in a way way, how I what I really found was when I started to learn tantra and like lead more with my body I felt that my body was always had this like intuition and and guidance Mm -hmm. and I feel like a lot of us can get a bit lost and confused and like what are we doing with our lives are we doing the right thing and we can get very in our head and the Mm -hmm. thing is like when I refer to the mind I refer to like the ego almost because essentially like our limitless is there we know how limitless we are but it's almost like our ego needs that inner guy inner like like guidance almost to be able to leap into that next realm because I really feel like a lot of us have been birthed into this era this really monumental time in history where we're all rising and we're all becoming our best selves and and creating life that really fulfills us and the only thing that's ever going to stop us is our egos and our ego doesn't want to grow because it knows that once it doesn't it doesn't know what's on the other side because it's the unknown mm-hmm. so our ego always tries to keep us small and keep us safe but the hypnotherapy mm-hmm. element is really powerful because uh for example a client will come to me and be like oh, I have xyz and mm-hmm. I'll give an example that I had recently. Uh, actually, it wasn't recently, about a year ago. Uh, I had a particular client and she had a whole list of different issues. And and 
she came to me we had an in-person session she was like oh well I don't really remember my childhood I'm like that's fine because the subconscious remembers past lives it remembers in the womb it remembers everything even those blackout night drunk nights it remembers (laughs) and it was very scary but it, it remembers and our conscious mind doesn't. So we generally use our conscious mind, but it only accounts for 5% of our whole entire brain. So in hypnosis, mm-hmm. you're, I take clients back to the root cause for their illness and the reason why it's there. Because essentially we come into this world as like these blank, pro- like think of a computer as like blank, doesn't have any programs on it. We've got hardwire on it, obviously, but the software, uh, software that needs to get installed into us is like all of the programs and beliefs that we get in better from our parents, our teachers, our society. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we went back to a scene and this one was really intense, but so freeing. And it, it gives a bit of perspective of how liberating it actually is. So she blocked out her whole entire childhood and we went back to a scene where she was being sexually abused by her dad. Now, that day she left so liberated because she's always had this feeling like something was off, something was wrong. <clears throat> and she never had the tools to be able to find what that is. And now she's really living her best life because she now is just like, oh, okay, amazing. I understand why that is. Now we healed it, obviously, in that session. And mm-hmm. she was be- she was able to free herself and actually embody that version of her that she actually came on this earth to be. Um, and that in itself is like you, I really see that each person is their own healer. Like they see their own scenes and they make the connections. And I really feel like that the I usually start with hypnotherapy because it gives that person the liberation. Like, oh, I understand why I'm not like that way. Oh, it's not my fault. Okay, cool. I'm not crazy. Of course, any child that age that was uh, taught that way or um, uh, that thing happened would feel the exact same way. And it gives them that freedom to be like, this is like really deep inner child healing. So once that mm-hmm. liberation start comes on, then we can add on the sexuality component. So we can add on the, the liberation and then speaking your truth and boundaries and all of this expression that I, I really feel that Tantra embodies because Tantra at the end of the day is showing mm. you that the light is within your body. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's within you, like uh, spiritual enlightenment comes from your body. It doesn't come from a Bible. It doesn't come from a higher source. It comes from you. And it, it really looks at you as God, not that mm-hmm. God is separate than me. It's like, you are God, you are the goddess. So that's how I sort of like, we, we deepen into it. We start with the hypnotherapy and we get warm and we, we're really closed programs and beliefs and traumas and like really any loose ends that have been like causing uh, them to stay in victim mode or being trapped in their own bodies and then the liberation starts because I really feel like when I started hypnotherapy uh, when I started tantra anyway a lot of people in my in my group and in my training facilities were uh, almost getting re-traumatized because they would mm. go into these sexuality practices and then go <gasps> and then memories would come on or like I work with a lot of women with sexual abuse and if you've gone through sexual abuse and then you go to a yoni one class and then you're you're putting your only one inside and it's bringing up memories and you don't have the tools to really sit with those memories and 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 heal them it's going to just keep bringing you into a traumatized state and into a, a numb state so yeah mm-hmm. that's sort of like how it blends together almost <laughs> mm-hmm. I love that I love how the hypnotherapy is kind of like it's like an an invitation in a way that is more like kind of masculine like it's like mindset work and like it's like that masculine side of being a human is very much like I want to say like favored in the self-help or coaching world and then you go deeper in with the tantra and that like opens up something that's more feminine Mm -hmm. and um 
Yeah, I love that because then when you go into the body, like it's, I think that's where truth is. I think that's where like, for example, like the way we have our posture, the way we have our facial expressions, the way we're breathing and all that, like that's always going to point to what's really going on Mm -hmm. rather than like what's coming out. And like what that's reminding me of is my own self-development journey with like confidence like I remember I had like zero confidence and the way I started diving into it was from like videos on YouTube back in like 2015 telling me to fake it till I make it and like repeat these affirmations and all this stuff and I realized I was at a point where like my mindset got a little bit of an upgrade, but my body was still like terrified, like mm-hmm. it was being chased by a tiger or something. And it it almost felt like all of these empowering thoughts were floating around my body. And once I started doing like embodiment work and dropping into my body, all those things could finally like they finally had space to mm-hmm. sink in. And to mm-hmm. be like, ah, yes, this is true. I'm an infinite being. Like I am, I am God. I am the goddess. And I love that you bring up the piece about like sexuality as well. Cause I feel like there's so many misconceptions mm. of sexuality. And I think that's a huge piece of how we each at the individual level and even at like whoever's in charge of everything (laughs) (laughs) keeps us so tiny because we're fed like sexuality is something that's like taken from us Mm -hmm. and then like sold back to us in little pieces of like this is what sexuality is when it's really just a little sliver Mm -hmm. yeah I just that I'll just like I don't even remember what I said (laughs) came out (laughs) yeah no it is and I really feel that this is like sexuality to me is not separate than money and career and relationships. Mm. And it's really mm-hmm. funny because it's the one thing that we deeply crave to learn about. Like there's like, we always want like the, in terms of um, it's a thing that we don't t- talk about so openly, but it's mm-hmm. a thing that gets censored the most, but it's the thing that we want to learn about the most. It's like this push pull of that's like, so give true. me more, but like, no. And it's like this thing that society yeah. always wants. And it's like, that's why sex sells, right? In marketing. Mm-hmm. It's like, we, we, it's like, you know, you want this thing. It's like, yeah, I do, <laughs> but you're giving it to me in a really distorted way. And I really love to look at it as, uh, the body is because it holds on to like what you're saying is so true around you cannot lie with your body. I remember recently I my partner was doing a couple of things that reminded me of my mother in terms of mm. like traumas that I have. Um, and for one reason, one thing that he's doing, he really loves money. He's very good at money. He loves to know how much things cost and like how it works. And he's not a judging point, but that's just how his brain works. And he, his mom has confirmed this is how he's always been. And there was one day he, I think I bought something and he said, how much was that? And for me, it was a very big investment. I think I was investing in a coach and I was expecting him to be really angry, but he asked me the same thing all the time. Like I'll come home with a dress or I will book a dinner somewhere. It's not from a bad point. He just wants to know. But when I, when I would ask my mom that I speak a desire to my mom, when I was little, she would be like, 
oh, how much is that? And I would seize up in my body mm. and I would freeze because I spoke a desire. My mom felt like I was, I felt like I was being an inconvenience and I spoke a desire that was really true in my heart and she shut it down. So when he does that, he's not doing the same thing, but it's triggering a mirror within me. And I remember mm-hmm. that night we were going through like a, a tantric urine massage uh, program and he started to, uh, we were starting with the massage and he noticed like my head was like, yeah, yeah, I'm ready to go. It's fine. And my whole body was frozen. And he was like, mm, no, you're so close. Like what's wrong? And I, if he didn't have that knowledge and if he couldn't read my body and like mm. be open to those cues, he would have never asked me. And I would have been like, yeah, I'm ready to be inserted. But that would have been a full body no. And I feel there's so many aspects and like, even with the career and you get offered a job, it's like, it might look really good on paper, but what is your body telling you? Or a partner yeah. might look really good on paper again. It's like, he has all the boxes, ticks all the boxes and does everything that you want on, on, on a, um, in terms of like a partner, but energetically, is there that connection? And I think mm-hmm. so many times that we, in the past, we have been leaning with our brains and and going forward with what is expected of us and our programming almost, like not our truth. And I almost feel like we were born in this world and then we have like deep in our core, like an onion, like we're still at the core, but like, like layers of an onion, there's all these like heaviness and denseness of programs mm. that aren't us, are generational, they're societal, they're from our parents, they're from our upbringing and all these times that people couldn't see us and love us the way that we wanted to receive that love. And essentially what I see healing is, is going through the layers and just feeling each and every time. Doesn't need, You don't need to know the exact moment as to why, like hypnosis will show you, but you don't to do like 20 million hypnosis sessions to understand or to heal but it's almost like we go through the layers and each layer we go through we understand a deeper aspect of our truth and essentially all that we're doing is trying to get through those onion layers so we can see ourselves and I really feel that this is a death and a death and a rebirth Mm. as in simultaneously in a union and that's why it can be really hard and I've had clients that have started with this work and like completely tapped out because it's if you don't like it needs to be a full body decision to die and re mm. revisiting and re refocusing reprogramming what death is to someone because there's so many elements in our life that we hold ourselves back out of that fear of death but when we realize that yeah it's death is beautiful and it's it's no different than being birthed into this world it's a, it's a portal uh, we're able to combine that union so we can really re- be rebirthed as the actual person we came on this earth to be. And then there's mm-hmm. this, when we have children and vice versa, and when the generation continues, it's like we're not handing down these anymore. Like this is new earth frequency of like, I really feel that all of us are doing this work because this next generation that is coming through, like, oh, amazing. They're going to really have to embody like this new earth frequency, everything that we work so hard for. But yeah, it's all it's all divine. Yeah. And the piece too you brought up about like it bringing up fear of death and like needing Mm. to die kind of brings me back to the piece you mentioned before about the ego. Mm -hmm. Because I think at the deep core, the ego's number one deepest fear is dying. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when you can really face that and sit with it and be with it and be okay with it and be like, all right, I have these dark deep feelings but I'm not afraid to go through it I think that's where true authentic and grounded confidence is born because yeah because then why why would you not do what you desire like if if you're not afraid of death anymore like of course you're gonna go for it (laughs) Mm mm-hmm 
Yeah, I really changed my perception of this. I went um, earlier this year, I was in Peru and I did like an ayahuasca retreat and I, the second one, I, I completely died. Um, and it was the most terrifying thing of my life. And these messages kept coming in of like, create heaven on earth. Like you're going to go, like you, you can go back. Cause I was like, I wasn't in my body anymore. It was really interesting. Like uh, I vomited a whole bucket and I don't remember vomiting. Oh much. my like, I couldn't even feel my body. I was just in the cosmos. Yeah. I don't know where I was. Uh-huh. Uh, but I made this decision to myself of like, okay, well, if I choose to come back, I'm going to create heaven on earth. I'm going to really make my life the way I wanted it to because I've died already and I know where I'm going and where I'm going is fucking amazing and pleasurable so why can't I just make this like simulation that I'm in now the most enjoyable ever and um the the piece around death I I really feel like what's scary I think I did a post about this recently it's like what's scary death isn't scary what's scary is like not living your life to the fullest not not choosing Mm. and making those choices that we really want to out of the fear and yeah. I, in uh, my program that I'm hosting at the moment, I got the girls to do like a memoir and they, I wanted them to embody like 50 years from now, they're writing a memoir either about themselves or to their grandparent, grandchildren and like all the things that they got to experience and like what was in there. And it really started to change the perspective of like, fuck, I don't have lim- like limited, I've got limited time here and I really mm. need to be really conscious of that. And I at, at the core of that as well it's been really interesting to see because this was the same with me it's like we can be addicted to the victim state we can be addicted to the suffering it's very easy to have a miserable life very easy what's hard is to have a pleasurable life and not in the sense that it's hard but in the sense that you have to allow so many aspects of you to die in order to get there and so often the brain is well the brain is actually programmed to go towards pleasure and away from pain so if it programs that like well revisiting my trauma is pain so I don't want to go there and you don't understand like underneath that pain is like immense pleasure the deeper you Mm -hmm. go into the pain the deeper the pleasure is but so many people are so scared to go to this like little element here and they're missing out on like that gold at the bottom of like so much pleasure and ecstasy and bliss that they get to feel in their bodies so Mm -hmm. yeah it's just like this beautiful cycle but I I really have a beautiful relationship with that now and I have a girlfriend back in Australia she calls I call her a death doula she calls herself a death walker um but she basically assists people in a ceremony of death before they pass away and I I was talking to her recently and she's like it's really interesting because I'm not there for the person that's passing away they're they're fine I'm there for the family Mm. and the people that are actually dying they are so at peace with dying they're Mm -hmm. not trying to hold on they've actually come to terms and she's more so there as the emotional support for the family that are there and allowing that body to cross over and I just thought that was a really interesting perspective of like once the ego actually quiets down, it's like that the soul knows that death and rebirth is inevitable and it's just a part. And we came here with like lessons and and things to experience. And uh, the th- I was reading something the other day um, and they were like, yeah, well, you're going to keep coming to earth unless you learn your lesson. And it's like, is this lesson to speak your truth? Is this lesson to be, mm-hmm. create whatever you want? It, like whatever it is, like there's always like, we all have our karmic path and our karmic lesson to break through. So yeah, it's all, mm-hmm. all interlaced. <laughs> mm-hmm. And with that too, I love how you mentioned like when you were in your ayahuasca retreat, like you mentioned how, your time here is like a simulation oh for sure yeah 
So I'd love to know your thoughts on like, Mm. remember how we mentioned before how like you come here, you're your core self, like the center of an onion and all these like layers get put Mm -hmm. on. And I also agree with you that like this next generation is going to be in a different place. But I also wonder like maybe putting on those layers on on the core of ourself is a part of this simulation so that we can find our gifts and Mm. find our power and take our power back oh for sure (laughs) for sure yeah I I look at trauma as a link to our purpose like literally Mm. I would Mm. not be here if it wasn't for my trauma I am so grateful for my trauma like I wouldn't change (laughs) an aspect of it so I I definitely agree with you with that um yeah there's so much on this topic that I'm like this this is all I think like not all I think about but there was a movie that I recently watched actually two things that have really helped solidify these like things that that I like not solidify but also confirm these sensations that I've been having in myself there's a new movie on Amazon called Bliss and I watched it the other day Mm -hmm. and I went into like a completely altered state um and it's got Owen oh what's his name he always goes wow Owen Owen Wilson yeah (laughs) it's got him in it and another lady that can't remember her name uh but basically that was a really interesting movie on my perception of reality and exactly what I'm feeling Mm -hmm. um and it is just a game it is simply Mm. just a game Mm -hmm. and the suffering like this world how I see it is like we'll always have polarities we'll always have that push pull uh, we'll always have the bad things and the bad entities, the bad energies in this world, but we'll also have so much light. Mm-hmm. And I feel like for many years, a lot of the light had been shadowed by the darkness. It's like a, there was a mm. lot of light beings in this world, but they didn't know how to physically like get it out. And with the um, with COVID and everything and everyone awakening to that truth, like that was the awakening. Like COVID was the best time of my whole entire life. Like I loved it. Uh, and I yeah I only got COVID just before I came to Canada but like the the lessons and the and the journeys and where everyone went through like it was it's sort of like a I saw COVID as like a big uh, Saturn return and anything mm. that wasn't in alignment with that person was going to be shifted dramatically people were breaking up people were moving overseas people yeah. were quitting jobs and starting businesses like it was a global Saturn return yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um but Okay, back to that question. There's oh, so much on this. <laughs> I really feel that uh, how I see my life anyway from this moment on is it is a holographic movie almost, like I'm in a movie. Mm-hmm. And I came here to learn specific lessons. I have gifts. I have uh, things that I, I need to physically, I guess, like do in this world. And I really feel that that is linked to my desires, So when I have desires in this world, I know that it wants me as much as I want it. And it's like this magnetic push-pull of energy that brings me towards so I can help healing the rest of the planet. Um, And I really feel that the people in our lives, yes, they're mirrors, but we also give them a script of how Mm. to act in our world. And that script is based on our beliefs and our beliefs about ourselves and our beliefs about the world. And this is why it's really important to who you're hanging around with and your mm-hmm. society and your community. And I really felt like once I changed my community that I was hanging around with, I changed because the people in your world, you give them a script and say, for example, if I had like, a, I don't know it, but I might have a really deep inner core wound of I'm not enough. 
if mm-hmm. I gave them, and I had this when I was in corporate, I had this like belief that, um, yeah, I was enough and I had to be taken advantage of. And I, it happened so many different ways in my life. But one particular way it kept happening was I was giving this script to my employers. So then they would make me feel that way. And they, I had to work overtime all the time, 70 hour weeks and give it my all. And literally when I quit, they replaced me with five people. But it was because I was giving them wow. literally like, hey, treat me like this. Yeah. And then they did it. And once we start to look at the people in our lives as like a movie, like we're the main character and the cast and actors and 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 the people behind us, we can start to, this is why we are the artists of our lives and we can really start to shift and change and create the reality that we want. But then it comes down to that p- deeper piece of being able to die because essentially what you're mm-hmm. doing is you're letting that old identity die and that version of you that stayed in victim mode, that version of you that got off on her and suffering that version of you that was addicted to like people helping her and being or even if you're in a rescue rescuer role or um it's just so many different elements of like we get off on like that pain aspect and like have it have, be really focused um anyone listening to like when you when you speak to friends what are you speaking about are you complaining about something that happened mm. Or are you celebrating something or are you speaking your desires or just see what the, the words that you're saying and how they receive them? And because essentially, yeah, we're giving them the script and they're reflecting to us. Um, so it's just really interesting to see and just become aware of how how words literally create our realities, but also our choices and our and our behaviors, because I think that we fall victim to like, uh, like, for example, I used to always be like, oh, future Kylie has it all sorted. Like she's got it. Like she's rich and successful and she has all the things. And after that ceremony, I was like, oh shit, like it doesn't happen just by watching in the future and hoping in the future it happens. Mm. These things that we really want can happen today. And our body are always calling us. It's like, I always get to say to clients, like just for a few days, just chin into your body and just see what it pulls you towards it might be an ad on Instagram or it might be someone popping into your field and like there's so many different ways that our body will be like (gasps) like an opening or a contraction and it's always showing us like that path of like yes no yes no and I feel like I don't even believe in confusion anymore (laughs) like (laughs) we all know what we need and we all know what we desire but it's not a confusion it's more so that is there people in our lives that we have to uh let down almost Mm. uh quote unquote but uh, we all know what we really desire it's are we do we have the resources and the things to hold us in that to be able to take that leap and I was sharing with a client the other day she broke up with a boyfriend recently and she was really scared to like be alone um and to she's creating some really beautiful things right now and she's like he was such a big support for me and uh I sort of like showed the example of like a woman in labor and she goes through big contractions before the big expansion, but you'll never see a woman or a worker woman anyway, without people with her at that time of birth. She has birth doulas. She has um, midwife. She's got her husband or a partner. She's got her mom. She's got all this family and network and support only there to support her. And that is how I really feel like the coaching industry or like just all the sisterhood or creating community today um, with friends in your circle. It's like you never have to be through anything alone. And if anything, you're going to go through a big contraction in that death portal before that big expansion. And I feel like a lot of us are really scared because we're doing it alone. But it, honestly, if all of us were just talking about this and like getting it out, we could all just support each yeah. other and be like our birth circle um, because it can be a lot on the person. And that's probably why they won't dive into it deeper because of that that big, um, yeah, scary feeling. And I get it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Wow. (laughs) (laughs) So much here. I wrote down a few things. Um, I want to see that movie, Bliss. Mm. I'm I'm also curious if you've seen uh, The Fountain. Mm, No, I haven't. I forget who's the director, but it's such a beautiful movie. I think you would love it. I think most people either love it or hate it. Mm -hmm. And it definitely alters like your perceptions, not on reality, but on like what comes next after this human life. So I highly recommend it. Mm. And then I also wrote down uh, what you said about giving people the script Mm. and that the script is based on our beliefs because what kind of popped up for me is like, then it's really interesting how sometimes when someone says something to us because of our own beliefs and because of how we are internally, we hear something totally different. Like how you mentioned your partner was asking like, how much does that cost? And like, you perceived it as like the way your mom would say it. And, and that was, you know, you creating that script for him to say to you so that he could mirror something that was inside of you externally for you Mm -hmm. to look at. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So it's interesting how we're always guided, even with the piece, how you said that, like, you don't believe in confusion. Even confusion is like something that's guiding us to truth. Like it's Mm -hmm. giving us that, like, I guess, like discomfort in our body. And that's Mm -hmm. like that perfect moment to just drop in and be like all right let me feel this fully and like realize that it's not real Mm -hmm. I'm making it all up Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. and then life gets to be so much more fun I I'm really playing with this idea of like life after healing at the moment and that's like a big topic that I've been speaking with my clients because I feel like a lot of us have been like trauma has been or the word even or like all the aspects of trauma of like learning attachment styles and learning mm-hmm. um like narcissistic people and gaslighting and all these all these big terms that we finally learned amazing and I really I really I love that but it's almost like I I feel we've gotten to a point that we've been so like trauma has been pushed down our throats online to a point where like well what the fuck happens after healing like what mm. happens after healing what happens what is there mm-hmm. and I do believe in healing but I I believe in healing in a way of like to me, trauma healing to its finest, to its core, is basically just feeling the emotions that you have suppressed for so long. Those suppressed emotions emotions could yeah. be causing illness and things dis- disease in your body, but it's just feeling that. And what happens after that, that's the scary and exciting part. That's what mm. we're working towards. And I notice so many people get stuck in the in the in the healing part. And I I say I'm healing and blah blah blah. I'm like no one has actually ever thought about, well, I never thought about until recently, wow, there's so much life after healing. And I've just gotten mm-hmm. to a point where I will never be healed, nor will anyone ever be healed. But it gets to be this beautiful journey. Like I said, Tantra is like this ever unfolding learning curve that I'm taking. It's an embodiment of my truth and my art and will always be triggered and will always be showing different paths. But I feel like we can also be living our lives to the fullest and we can be healing. And I feel like sometimes when we go down the healing path, we can like be trying so desperately to be like, what's the reason why, why, why? And trying to find mm. all the reasons why. But essentially your body will always show you what needs to be healed based on how it's reacting. And to certain situations, experiences, people's triggers in your life. And we don't need to look so desperately. It's like, okay, cool. That person makes me feel this way. Amazing. How can I feel it deeply? And you can 
find resources and you can find practitioners and coaches to help you in that deeper sense. Uh, but it like I think like we're we're starting to come back online now to actually live and like what limitless is to us. Like we we're so conditioned to only have like, yeah, we only make this amount of money and live here. And the, these are the things that are available to us. And it's like, they're only available to you because that's what you've said. Again, we're giving that script to ourselves. Yeah. It's like, and it's really interesting because like I write scripts or I almost channel scripts. I don't really write them anymore, but like each person, I really get them to play with like, okay, cool. If your life was all your way, you had no limitations, what would that be? And incredible things happen when they see that because the only reason that they're still there where they are right now is because they can't actually imagine what life would be like that way it's all this illusion and thing that they never gave time for because it was like two in the future and even mm-hmm. today to this day I don't know if I was telling you when we connected earlier but my mom is my whole family every time I go home they're like what do you do how are you gonna get a job <laughs> and recently because I wanted to play with like this movie energy I started doing background work on movies and being an extra and nice. I, I love it it is so much fun like I just get paid like the other job I had the other day is like I got paid to sunbake um for, for 13 hours of the day like I was just chilling so it was so much fun to connect and meet other souls but I remember when I told my mom she's like oh amazing you got a job <laughs> and they just they won't get it but it's like that's just a completely different generation and I felt for many years Mm -hmm. I was suppressing my truth based on what my elder family would think Mm. because it's they're so different than I am but if if you again like channeling into that future like if I wasn't who I am right now and I lived my whole life living for someone else and I died at the end of my life and like thinking back at my writing my memoir I was like okay what happened in my life was it enjoyable did I actually get myself out of my comfort zone did I do things that I actually wanted and I didn't that would feel so much heavier on my soul than passing this life knowing that I did everything that I wanted to yeah yeah that's so true I love that little exercise of writing a memoir from your future self yeah I hope everyone listening takes away that tip <laughs> and does it. And and I love that you bring, I love that you bring this like aspect of like life after healing, because mm. for me, at least I feel like there's been a little like wake up call of like, wait, healing isn't my purpose here. Like I'm not meant to just always be working on myself and and diving into trauma and like always be doing that for the rest of my life like there's something after that Mm -hmm. and I love that you speak to that because yeah most people run away from it because it's uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and it's scary and that's probably a part of that whole simulation an illusion of all these things being added on to us so that we can reclaim our power mm-hmm. love it <laughs> yeah and as leaders we go first so like yeah as a spiritual leaders we have to go through it first to bring the other people through so mm-hmm. and then you also mentioned the piece about like living your life while you're healing like you get to show up as a leader while you're going through stuff mm-hmm. and I think that could be a perfect place for us to kind of dive into talking about like feminine energy and feminine Mm. essence because like feminine gets to hold everything you Mm -hmm. know there's messiness and like even like you mentioned birth earlier like birth has like 
there's this death of someone, especially if it's like their first their first child, like their whole life before uh, as a maiden is like done and they're they're being born into something new Mm. while they're birthing a life. And while Mm -hmm. they're birthing this life, like their body is going through like absolute chaos and pain and destruction. So, yeah, I don't know if I have a question, but I'll just offer everything I've said to see like what's being sparked within you. <laughs> yeah, and on that aspect of like healing, oh, like life after healing, I came to realize this because I went down a rabbit hole, mm-hmm. and I I felt like I couldn't be a healer if I wasn't healed. Mm, and, same, I went through that too. <laughs> and it was dense and so heavy, and like yeah, oh, it was it was really intense, and there was so many like so much aspects of my life that I actually stopped living. And it's the reason mm. why I actually moved. Um, back in Australia, I felt like I was missing something. And I thought that maybe if I sold my house and sold all my belongings and packed up my dog and I guess my fiance too, but he, he <laughs> did all the packing, um, we moved to Canada, that that would fix something. I thought that if I moved, mm-hmm. it would fix that that feeling that I have inside, that emptiness. And, mm-hmm. it, and it didn't, nothing changed. And if anything, I spiraled deeper and I went chaotic um in a, like in a very frenetic way and what needed to be filled within me was a love that I needed to give myself and it sounds so mm. fucking cliche um sorry Australians swear a lot it's <laughs> so okay Australian thing okay. um <laughs> it was very cliche and like give yourself love and that's all you need but I was running away from my body and I thought that if I changed Mm. everything externally that it would change me internally and it doesn't work that way your external environment is a reflection of your internal and internal needs to change for first in in my case anyway to change your external um and I was trying to go through the other way and I was filled like I was trying to do all the masculine things and like yeah I'll hire the coach and I'll do this and I'll do that Mm -hmm. and I just try and bypass it all and I'll learn everything there is about trauma and and become the best best hypnotherapist hundred hypnotherapist there is and I I learned I was like full to the brim of so much information and nothing I wasn't let anything into my body because I was like I don't want to feel it I don't want to feel it so (laughs) when I actually was like okay let's feel this and seeing practitioners that helped me like held the space for me like there's the birth driller and the death driller like allowing me to process this information in a way that I felt safe in Mm-hmm. masculine security or container for my feminine is very very safe like even anything that I do I just love to like have that safety net and that's no different with my healing journey and once I actually had that safety net to feel those things I was like okay well I can do this I can live my life again and I realized all these things that I really desired in my life and my feminine really desired were all these aspects of coming back online and being alive mm. and being creative and being the artist in my life and um prior to going to Peru to do ayahuasca we had like a it was like more of a fun mushroom journey for some reason in Vancouver you can literally buy mushrooms DMT um any psychedelics San Pedro anything over the counter (laughs) coming from Australia where we don't allow anything um you can buy anything mushrooms um so we had some mushrooms and it was the night that Coachella was on and we're watching it on YouTube and I was sitting Mm -hmm. there and I I was having the best time of my life and I was sitting there and I was like, holy crap. I was like that moment of like, right, like understanding because for so long I had been waiting to be healed to then do the work. And I was already mm-hmm. doing great work, but I was like, I'll be really great once I'm healed. 
And I saw these artists. One, they they go out and live their lives. Like they are the they for them to have music and for them to sing about something, they need to actually be alive. Mm, yeah. They need that substance to write the music from. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, okay, well, they go out and they live their lives and they feel the deep depths of their souls. And uh-huh. then they create art with that. And they mm. are so unapologetic. Like I was flick- flicking through all the channels and I was like, that person has blue hair. That person's half naked. That person is wearing like a latex costume. They were like, you couldn't identify each person, like blended into one. Like they mm-hmm. were all so unique and so in their own power. And I really looked at like then the coaching industry and I felt like it's been going through a shift in the past couple of months of like anything that hasn't been in like unconditional love that we've created in the past because we should or even myself, like there's been posts that I've created because I'm like, oh, well, I'm a hypnotherapist. Maybe I should talk about this because every other <laughs> hypnotherapist is talking about this. Um, and it wasn't in that deep service that I really felt for my soul. It was going through a big shift. And then in that moment, I was like, oh my gosh, I have not been like living my life because I've been trying to heal. And mm-hmm. this example mm-hmm. of like, they get to live their life and they're like an album for them might take three years. There's like, they're so in their feminine where like, they don't force to produce something. It happens when it happens. And when yeah. it happens, it's amazing. Like the greatest artists in this life, they go out, they live, they speak, they share their pain and their insecurities. They're not there trying to heal their their their, their pains. They're here to just be like, this is me. This is and yeah. this is how we really feel. Like I, I feel like the whole whole digital world, whether it's Instagram or TikTok or um even music, uh you we have to feel a person's heart it's we can no longer run away from the fact that that person you can look as presented as you want but if we can't feel your soul there is not going to be any connection anymore and we feel that in music and that's why we get the full body goosebumps and we're like oh my gosh like my favorite artist is Brent Fires and he um one of his songs recently says if you feel what I feel then you know that I'm real and it's like that Ooh. whole sensation of like, because you relate to me, you know that I'm actually a human. I'm alive. I feel and I go through the same things that you go through. And mm-hmm. but like, this is why I love music <laughs> so much is because that person or that artist is an artist and we are all artists, whether we're creating meals or experiences or um, like, I really feel like we're tapping away from art is like music or um, a painting. Art is life. Mm-hmm. You are the artist of your life. It's in every moment of every choice that you're making to be that artist. So, mm-hmm. yeah. That's so beautiful. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's so true, too, how like they have to really just go for it and be themselves. And you touched on something about creativity there with like how because they're living their life and because they're allowing themselves to feel and stuff, they give themselves like the space to create and it comes out. Mm -hmm. And I'm curious if in your journey from moving like out of your head, well, out of living in your head, like most of the time to dropping into your body, because I went through the same journey as well, that you've figured out a way to like, when I'm, how do I want to word this? Like, when you give yourself space to feel and you give yourself also that structure of like, I've even seen in your stories how you've said how like in the mm. morning, like doing your routine, like really helps you uh, drop into that space of like play. Like I already exercised today. I did my journaling. I did all these things. And now I get to have fun with my day mm-hmm. because that's like that structure. 
And um, what I've discovered in that is like, that seems to me as like this, like secret to feeding your creativity where like, you don't ever have to worry about the like if you were an artist for example and you signed a contract that like five years from now you'd have to have an album you wouldn't have to worry about like not coming up with the content if you're living in that way because it's Mm -hmm. going to come through Mm -hmm. there's this like trust that comes eventually like you know like I'm always going to be able to create as long as I'm honoring my body and feeling and like living life fully and actually allowing myself to feel all these things Oh, for sure. The feminine hates pressure. Like I always use the example of like when you're uh, parallel parking and if someone's watching you, like you just oh, freeze. Yes. That's so true. <laughs> you're like, I'm a really great parker. Why did I suddenly become a really uh-huh. terrible parker? It's because the feminine, if she has any pressure on, on her energy, why is any pressure on the feminine freezes? She doesn't mm-hmm. like, so I really, the, I really had to reprogram the way of masculinity or the masculine structure and masculine energy. Mm-hmm. for that because now I have like these non-negotiables and things that I have to do so then I can create um and there was something deeper that I wanted to discuss that I can't remember the first thing that you said that lost my mind oh, I don't even remember the first thing I said <laughs> <laughs> we're just flowing uh, yeah. oh that was it um it was uh I created a program well I have a program right now it's called Very Important Pussy and when I first created it before I launched it I went and saw a psychic and I was really nervous about it it was my first program and I was like oh I'm freaking out um Mm -hmm. and she's like nope it's gonna go really well however you're going to change the whole thing and I was like oh okay so I launched it sold out went amazing really great results and then I went to like launch it again and everything in my body froze and I was mm. like, oh, okay, there's something, there's something there that I, I won't do it yet. And I was almost like trying to force it in a way and nothing would be created. And it wasn't until I went through the big death and rebirth. It took me about a year to redo the whole course. Um, mm. And I'm still doing it. I, I I couldn't even face it because I was like, there was something still, it's my favorite aspect of my, 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 my work. And I was like, there's something still I need to create or shift in this program. And I don't know what it is. And when I just finally relaxed and released it, I'm like, it'll come to me. Like, I know I trust and I really know that it will flow when I, what the, what the aspect was, was death and rebirth. And I had to Mm. go through that first. And so many aspects of my life that when I'm going through a particular thing, my, what my clients are going through either the same thing or if I've just journeyed through it myself. And this is why I really feel that like the whole master and disciple thing, like they're like, like for uni, for example, for university, we can like go there, regurgitate all the, like absorb all the information through our eyes, regurgitate through our mouth and nothing ever lands. And mm-hmm. I feel like no teaching you can ever have that is greater than the school of life and actually embodying the lessons that you had to learn. And then the people will be magnetized into your energy through that way. And it's just what modality of art do you want to use? Do you want to use your voice? Mm-hmm. Do you want to use a painting do you want to use an event do you want to use a podcast like there's so many different elements of art that we can create and it's like okay I learned this lesson how do I want to or like gift in this life how do I want to share it with people and it might just be talking to someone a random on the street or like so many different aspects of art um I would be here all day but shifting our perception of like 
I'm the artist of that, it get, it gets me more fun and it gets me mm-hmm. more enjoyable. And every lesson that we have or any learnings that we have in our lives gets to be this big, beautiful exploration of ourselves. And be like, oh, this is amazing. This is fun. This gets to be exciting and like sharing it with people in your life and bringing them on the journey with you. Mm-hmm. Mm. I love all of that. <laughs> so fun and I can't believe how quickly the time has gone I do have some questions I'd like to ask towards the end so let's dive into those the first one is what does self-love mean to you Mm. the word like unapologetic came in and I think Mm. just deep reverence and not judgmentalness towards myself like I really allow myself to feel everything and I think that is love love is whole it is divine it's 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 oneness and I really feel that when we don't separate separate sensations of like good and bad and just feel what's present and allow beauty to be created from that um that's love for me of like full Mm. body love so beautiful Mm, thank you that also ties back into the whole like how artists are out there living their life and like that's where that's where the substance of what they get to create comes from because they're yeah. unapologetically feeling and going through all of it. So I love mm. that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and then the next question is, when do you feel the most alive? Honestly, every morning I wake up. I love, I love <laughs> my first, like the, the minute I open my eyes, I just, because I dream a lot and I dream really intensely. Like the dreams that I had, the one that I had last night was very strange. Um, but it brings me back into reality in the minute I open my eyes I'm just filled with like so much like (sighs) (laughs) I'm I'm not doing a practice or anything I'm simply just waking up but that's honestly every morning like that's when I feel the most alive and I I haven't always been like that I think um having the being able to create the art that I want in this world really helps that but Mm -hmm. yeah every morning yeah (laughs) love that now finish this phrase the way to my heart is food (laughs) (laughs) I love food (laughs) me too I'm a huge foodie (laughs) yeah oh my gosh I'm having a dinner party this weekend and I'm so excited to cook cook (laughs) that's so fun that's so fun to to cook for other people to like host the space and also like I see cooking as an art as Mm. well and it's like also you're like it's like such an act of love you're like putting your artistry and your heart and all your love into this that's gonna like nourish the bodies of people I love that Mm -hmm. (laughs) so beautiful (laughs) (laughs) and then the last question my favorite one is what is your favorite part about being a woman like almost I heard like menstrual cycles but always like the 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 chaos to it not just menstrual mm. cycles but the chaos of the feminine I love how she's so unpredictable and so limitless and so creative and expressive and just like ever flowing it's like this 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 beauty to it that is is limitless I really I really adore that like like you were saying before I know that it will come I know that whatever I want to create there's not a capped amount of how much I can create is it yeah. kind of saying that limitless so I always feel like it's like is this ever unchanging like divine chaos in a way like I don't mm. think chaos is bad it's always a lesson but in a way that this this feminine gets to be full and I think for so many years it's been so suppressed and repressed in so many people um but 
I think letting that one flow and like letting the fullness of us out is like, yeah, super healing for this world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So grateful to be living mm. in this time. <laughs> <laughs> and then for the people listening, how can they find out more about you and find you online? Yeah, so really easy. Um, Carly Jade is my uh, Instagram. Uh, I had to change how I say Carly. I have to say Carly now because <laughs> no one <laughs> understands my name. So I'd be like, how do you spell that? Um, it's C-A-I-L-I-E-J-T-E. That's basically where I hang out the most. Um, and I've got my website. I do hypnotherapy sessions, one-on-one mentorships. I've got Very Important Pussy that is a three-month mentorship relaunching in October. I love and the name of that, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> really funny. My fiance named it. I was going through, a, I was going to a VIP sister circle one night and he was like, very important pussies. I was like, oh, yes. Thank you. That is my name. <laughs> um and I'm launching something that I'm really passionate about in the next two weeks I don't want to share too much just yet but just if you follow me on socials it's it's very tapped into what we've been talking about today because it's so alive in my heart right now which I think makes total sense as to why we're talking about it so much but um if you enjoyed today's chat I think that will be really beautiful for anyone that wanted to join on that so yeah more will be revealed soon Mm. awesome Thank you so much, Carly, for joining Thank me. Thank you. Thank you for having <laughs> me. Thanks, beautiful. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Openly Spoken. I know that there's an abundance of content online, so I really appreciate you giving me your ears today. If this episode shifted something for you, please share this with a friend and slash or write us a podcast review if you're listening to this on iTunes so that more people can find this. If anything shifted for you from this episode that you want to have a conversation about, I would love to hear from you. Just send me a DM over on Instagram at selfexpressedbabe and that is in the show notes. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll see you next time.